Welcome to the Monterey Marriages Podcast. My name is Joey Drumright, and I have been married for 16 years to my amazing wife, Erin, and I married so far above my station in life, it is ridiculous. That is how much um, I am lucky in my, and Dawn, you're laughing already at, at yeah, yeah, she, she agrees I married way above my station in life. Laughing Joining me you. today, say what? I'm laughing with you. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wasn't laughing at that point. Oh, okay. Joining me today is uh, Don Conright, who has been married for 10 years to her husband, James. Uh, we also have Dr. Dane Eggleston, who's been married for four years to his wife, Kaylee. And we also have with us Gina Robinson, who has been married for 29 years to her husband, Eric. Glad you guys are here with me. Uh, today, we are talking about sacrificial love in marriage. So this is going to be a very lighthearted conversation today. Uh, We're just going to jump into the questions to get us rolling. Uh, First, we're just going to start off with uh, what are some of the things that you hate or dislike that you do in your marriage, but you do them anyways to show your spouse that you love them. And I'll kind of kick this one off. Uh, The years ago, uh, a guy who was accountability partner for me, um, we were talking and we shared a lot of different things. And I was sharing something that had frustrated me uh, that Aaron had done nothing bad, just, you know, me being overly sensitive and, uh, and he asked me, he said, if she doesn't stop doing this, are you going to love her anyway? I was like, well, yeah. And he goes, no, 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 don't answer that. Honestly, think about what that means for a moment. And it got me pondering and praying and thinking about it. And I started realizing that the way I'd been loving Aaron was with an expectation she would give me something back in return for it. It really was that. And Dana promised this just now entered my brain that I was going to say that because we talked about this before we started the pod. Oh, but... Cool. Yeah, I really did start thinking about that. I was doing things that she would respond a certain way. Um, And so I decided I was going to do some things that I I didn't enjoy doing, but would one, make her feel loved and more importantly, hopefully honor God through her. So I despise making the bed. I do not enjoy making the bed at all. I don't understand the need to make the bed because you're going to get out of the bed and, you know, 18 hours later, you're going to get back in the bed and it's going to get messed up again. So I, I've just never loved making the bed. Erin, on the other hand, loves to have a made bed when she gets in it. I mean, if the bed's not made all day for some reason, she will go make the bed, get it all nice and neat, and then get in it. <laughs> and so I've never enjoyed it. So I made the decision that I was going to, whenever I could, whenever it was in my power to be the one that makes the bed. And so seven years, we've been married for 16 and seven years into our marriage, I started making the bed in the mornings. And, uh, and I, I, I still hate it to this day. <laughs> I do it, but I still hate it to this day, but I do it to, to love on her. I, I don't understand how we can send a man to the moon. Uh, we can send a man to the moon, but we cannot make a dishwasher that dries all the dishes. I don't understand that. Why can we not make a dishwasher that when you open it and you pick up a mug, there's not a pool of water on the top of it. I hate emptying the dishwasher, but I decided, <clears throat> excuse me, I decided to start emptying the dishwasher until my kids were of age. I haven't emptied the dishwasher in a couple of years now because my kids can empty the dishwasher. So what are some of the things you guys have run across that you do that you don't love to do or you even hate, despise to do, but you do anyways in order to show love to your spouse? Uh, well, I mean, I have a couple and, and to be clear, they're not exactly things that I I hate to do, like, I'm not sitting there like angry, you know, but, um, but yeah, I mean, there, there, there are things. Oh, that... I'm a bitter bear when I make that bed. <laughs> I mean, I'm growling. I am throwing a fit. 
I'm like mildly cussing under my breath, especially right. if my wife's walking by. If Aaron's walking by, I'm like, I'm making the bad parts of That's what I do. You want it to Every be time. clear to her. That you're oh, yeah. Angry. This yeah. is a sacrifice right here, honey. <laughs> do you see this? This is a sacrifice. Right. <laughs> well, I'm so sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, I digress. That word. I don't think you know what that means. <laughs> so, so sacrifice. That yeah. I, so, some things that I do. Um, bitter bear sorry that phrase makes me laugh i'm a bitter bear um no but but some some things i try to do to show kaylee love um as an example like so every night we put our daughter to bed at at about the same time and my wife usually not all the time but usually does her bath and then we'll lay her down after giving her a bottle Um, and in that time i think it'd be really easy for me to just sit around and do nothing i've never liked the idea that she would be doing that And since I can't help with everything because it's unnecessary to have two people, I've thought, okay, well, what are things that I can do in that time? So I always try to make sure that I'm doing something productive while she is too during that time period. And even if she never says anything about it or she doesn't acknowledge everything I did, it doesn't matter. So like things that that I'll do in that time is she has an Apple watch. So I'll always put that on the charger, right? Just Mm -hmm. just so she doesn't have to worry about it because it's important to her. I'll do that. Or I'll wash the dishes or I'll clean up the toys or I'll clean, I'll wipe down the the shelves and um, counters in the kitchen, right? But like, there's always something to do during that time. And I always try to just be productive while she's taking care of our daughter. Um, mm-hmm. And then that's something that she loves to do. And if she asks me to do it instead, I'll, I'll give my daughter a bath gladly. But I always try to be productive in that time, just so it's something that my wife won't have to worry about afterwards. And it's a bunch of small things and they're not always acknowledged and that's okay. But I always try to make sure I'm doing something for her in that time. Mm. So Gina Dawn, anything that sticks out to you guys in that? I honestly had a little bit harder time with this question. Uh, There are a lot of little things. I'm sure one of them is making coffee. I I don't drink coffee. It's not my, (laughs) I half the time I have to still ask how much to put in there because I just don't understand (laughs) it. Doing little things like that. And like you're saying, you know, when he's doing other things, thinking of things that I could be doing to make it easier for him. But there's also big things like we've moved across the country when it wasn't necessarily easy. And but it was something that was good for him and what he needed to do for his job. And um just things like that. I think it's sometimes it's the little everyday things. Sometimes it's big things yeah. that are really hard and sacrificial. So, and I, I guess I would piggyback with that. Um, I do. And it, as of like super recently, like within the last week, um, we had discovered that we're, there are just gaps in our communication like throughout the day. Um, and I'm the schedule keeper. And so when there's gaps, it's usually my fault because I have the planner and I have all the things in it and I know exactly where we're going and what we're doing and what kid needs to be where and what time that's going to happen. And he doesn't. And so a lot of the times he would text me and say, Hey, what do we have tonight? And I would say, Oh, we have a baseball game. Well, he's taking Braylon to the baseball game, but he doesn't know where the baseball game is. And so he's at the field that he thought it was at. And it's not so that has happened more than once, like in the last couple of weeks. And so just in the last week, I was like, I need to do better on my communication. So in the mornings, I wake up a little bit earlier than he does. 
I go make his coffee in my Keurig because I don't know if I could make coffee in a pot. (laughs) Um, I go and make him coffee and I write out like whatever's in my planner for the day. I write out Mm -hmm. every single thing that we're doing. This is what we're doing. This is where it's at. I, I have this podcast on there at lunch. I have, you know, whatever the kids are doing after school, who's in charge of taking them wherever. And then I have like, what's going to come up tomorrow. These are the things you have to look forward to tomorrow. And then on the side, I just put like of note, these are the things that I'm thinking today. We we're going out of town this weekend. I'm going to, you know, book a hotel. I'm going to book a restaurant. I'm going to do all these things. These are the things that are going through my head. That way we're kind of on the same, same page. And he didn't ask me to do that, but I feel like that's a way of serving him because I love him. He is not the most scheduled person. Mm -hmm. And so me being the schedule keeper, I'm, I feel like that's a sacrificial thing that I'm doing to help him out and to help us out as a a couple. And so that's like a new thing that I've been doing and I kind of enjoy it because I feel like we're on the same page and there's no questions. You know, it's funny because you guys, y'all said before we started the pod today that y'all were like, I don't know. I got to think through what are the things that I do in that regard? And, and honestly, hearing y'all talk and then hearing me and Dane talk, and, and I could be totally off base. This is just an hour conversation. So guys, if you're listening out there and you're completely different and ladies, if you're listening out there and you're completely different, my apologies. I think, I think women as wives and mothers do so much more than we do as husbands and fathers that we end up having to be more intentional about finding those places of sacrifice because that's the nature of your, of what you do. And then that may just be me. I think I would say that about my wife for sure. Hearing you guys talk, you know, what you do is normally just everyday sacrifice. You're giving up whatever it is for your husband, for your kids, for whatever you're doing in regards to that, where I think for some of us guys, we just have to be so much more intentional about it because we just kind of go about doing our lives and sometimes just take that for granted. And maybe I'm completely wrong. It's only me. But uh, it's just, I I find that interesting. Yeah. It was easier for me to think of the millions of things that Eric does for me sacrificially than for me to think of what I'm doing. So, yeah. And I agree. I feel like it's like notable things, like things that he's done that are very, like very distinct things. And I'm like, man, that was big. Like he did a lot for Mm -hmm. me and Mm -hmm. some agree. Like some of the things that I was thinking were very small things. I feel like coffee. I'm not contributing. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But I mean, I could name off, but everything I would name off that my wife does sacrificially is stuff she does every day. It's the everyday big things that are always ongoing that I have to stop and think about. And I'm like, okay, like I have to stop and think about uh, like when, when we're doing something, I'll go, what can I do to help? Mm-hmm. I have to ask that question. She because why? Because she's just going. I can't remember last time she had to come to me and ask me what can I do to help because she's doing stuff and I'm going to her going, how can I help? So I don't know, just found that pretty interesting. And guys, if you're listening out there, ask that question. It's a great question to ask of your, uh, the mother of your children, your wives, a daughter of God. And so me intentionally bringing up God there, see the segue, see how I did that. Um, to ask the question, are we called to sacrificial love in our marriages in the first place? Is that something we're called to be doing? Because the one, the one things we talked about they can be viewed as sacrificial, but there's another side to that, that we could easily not call them sacrificial. Dane, you jokingly calling me out about the bitter bear. And I think it was Gina going, Gina said, I don't think you know what sacrificial means. When I was joking about making the bed and making sure my wife knew I don't do that, but that's a prime example of, you know, what is, are we called to be sacrificial? Are we called to do that? What does it even mean in the first place? So are we called to be sacrificial? Dane, what do you think? 
Yeah, for sure. Um, and to be clear, I didn't mean to make it feel like I was calling you out. That was my. No, bad. no, I'm glad you did. I mean, we. I think anybody <laughs> listening knows we. I was joking, so it was, yeah. it's it's all in fun, all in jest. Good. Good. Um, but I yes, love your we, sensitive heart, Dane. I love it. <laughs> I love that you were worried about that. Yeah. Um, yes, we are called to to display sacrificial love in our marriages, and to to do that regularly. Um, so to quote Ephesians five twenty one submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. I mean, I really think that that sums it up and it goes on that whole passage and and gives, you know, specific instructions for wives and husbands. But, but yeah, I mean, we are absolutely called to submit to one another and to sacrifice for each other. I mean, and even uh, to Matthew 22, 39, Mm -hmm. love your neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. I mean, so it's, I mean, really, those verses, in my mind, it's not just sacrificial love in marriage, but sacrificial love to everyone in marriage, especially just because that's the person that you chose to spend life with to bring you closer to heaven. So absolutely. Well, let's okay, let's go there, because that's going to be one of the questions that uh, that you called me out on, Dane. It hurts. I tell you, you called me out on it (laughs) is what does it even mean to be sacrificial in the first place? What is it? If if we are called to be sacrificial in our marriages, if we're supposed to show sacrificial love and Dane, I think you're right. We're supposed to show that to everybody, but if we're called to call it to do that for everybody, then how much more are we called to do that in our marriages? Then I guess the question comes back to what is sacrificial love? What does it even look like? What does that even mean in our marriages in the first place? And so Gina, why don't you, why don't you run with that one? My main thought in this was that when we see sacrifice in the Bible, it is, bringing your first fruits. It's the Mm -hmm. best that you have in terms of marriage. That's not just doing what gets by, gets us by. It's bringing our very best, not just to my spouse, but to the marriage. And so um, this is about, if we, if I can tack on to what you said in Ephesians, it talks about all of those things. And then it says, in verse 32, this mystery is profound. And I'm saying that it refers to Christ in the church. So it's bigger than just me and Eric. This is about how we're reflecting Christ in the church in our marriage yep. and glorifying him. We want to sacrifice in a way that glorifies him in our marriage. So I think it's, it's doing those things for someone else. that They may know. You may have talked about it but it can also be something that they haven't even mentioned, but that you're doing it without any expectation of anything in return, but because it is the best for my marriage because it will glorify God. Yeah, I mean, that's it right there. And, and that's, you know, where Dane stabbed me in the back earlier was to point out that if, if you're, if you're looking for something in return, if you're doing it to, to get something reciprocated back to you, then it's not sacrificial. It's, it's, right. you're getting, you're doing it for a purpose. It defeats the purpose of why you're supposed to be doing it in the first place. And I, Gene, I think you're right. And I, I know that, that we could probably have a long conversation about this, but all of scripture, when it comes to our relationship with God, is a marriage. It is depicted as a marriage over and over and over and over. I think and it's so, one of the reasons I'm so passionate about this subject. This is a primary picture in the Bible of our relationship with God. So, I mean, to take yours, Dane, that very first one of 21 of Ephesians 5 was submit to one another out of reverence for Christ, not out of reverence for me, not out of reverence for my spouse, 
out of reverence for Christ. I mean, I don't do this for me and or my spouse, but I have reverence for Christ in the way I treat his daughter. I treat my spouse. That's why I do it. I don't do it to get something in return. Hopefully the byproduct, byproduct, not point, byproducts, I get something out of that, but it's not my point. It's not my goal. Agreed. Just think about it when you do something for someone else, for your spouse or someone totally without expectation and sacrificially, that means Mm -hmm. it may hurt. I mean, because there's, there's those days, if it wouldn't be sacrificial, if there weren't those days where I was like, exactly. I so don't want to make the bed today. Mm-hmm. So don't want to empty the dishwasher. I so don't want to do X because I'm tired. I'm worn out. Uh, she's irritating me, which my wife never does that. But, you know, I don't want to do it because of a million different reasons I can come up with. But if I do it, that's because I'm sacrificing. To talk about it, like on a, on a, like a, an emotional level, I think it is hard to do sometimes. Um, and you know, we joke about me calling you out, Joey, but I wanted to be clear about that with, when I was talking, just because obviously, you know, I work with couples all the time and I see it when people say, I do this all the time and you never show me any appreciation. And I see people talk like that to each other. And I've had those thoughts Mm -hmm. Yep, and and then I feel guilty afterwards because I think I shouldn't think that that's not why I do these things. And I want anybody who's listening to the podcast to know all of us are bobbleheading right now. When you said we all have those thoughts, every single one of us were bobbleheading our heads, nodding with you, a total agreement. I'm sorry, Dan, I interrupted, but I just wanted people to know this is everybody deals with this. Right. Oh, a hundred percent. And it, yeah. I mean, and, and even like, I don't know, a while back, I, I think I said in a Kaylee and I had some kind of conflict. I don't even remember mm-hmm. what it was over, but I think at one point I said, I don't feel appreciated. And she said, I, I feel like I do appreciate you. And I just stop and really think, and I'm like, she tells me, thank you all the time. And I felt like a jerk, but I, I think we do this all the time. Cause we constantly want to feel justified. We constantly want to feel like we're doing everything we're supposed to, and we're doing everything right. When in reality, it's like, everyone is, I think everyone's doing their best. We like to feel justified. We like to feel like we're doing everything perfectly. And like, yeah it's almost a way of like making ourselves feel better and building ourselves up. But to do that, sometimes we put our spouse down and that's the worst approach. I think, I think Joey, you said this phrase earlier before the podcast, but if it's sacrifice without expectation, like if you're doing these things and you have the expectation of I'm going to do this and they're going to tell me, thank you. And I'll feel loved. If that's why you're doing it, that's not, that's not the right motivation. It should be, I'm doing this regardless of whether they notice or not. Yep because I love them. That's what it should be about. And it's, it's hard to do it hundred percent of the time, but that should always be the goal. Well, okay. Let's talk about some of that because that's kind of leading us into our next question is what do I do if my spouse is not showing me sacrificial love? I mean, and what you just said, uh, Dane is, is that we're doing it with no expectation. We're doing it to not get something out of it. We're doing it to honor our spouse, to honor God through our spouse. So what does it look like if, if we're trying to do that and we're working on that, but yet we're not seeming to get it in return? What do we do? Um, well, first I throw a fit. Um, I <laughs> scream and yell and throw things and all the things until I get my way, pound my fist on the table. No, um, I, and now we're <laughs> podcast is now ended. That, that's all we need. We got to leave it on that note right there. We have bigger problems. No. Um, <laughs> so if I'm not, so I, and I, 
guilty because sometimes I kind of do throw a fit. I am that person that if I feel like I'm giving and giving and giving and giving, and like, I'm not either a appreciated or be getting anything in return. Like I do have a way of like bottling it up. And then finally I'm like, I did all these things and you didn't even say thank you. Or I did all these things and you've done nothing. Like you're sitting here doing nothing and you could be doing the dishes or you could be helping the kids or you like, I like do explode. I have exploded before because I do feel like, um, I deserve the, the sacrifice on his end. Mm -hmm. And he may be thinking he's sacrificing plenty. So, um, I am guilty of that. I can't even put on a front that says, you know, we have this conversation and we work it all out because we don't always, um, but definitely have had conversations about it. We have, um, I've said, you know, Hey, I'm really exhausted. It's we're late to school in the mornings sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, but I've gone to him like afterwards. I'm like, man, like it would be super helpful if like, instead of doing whatever in the morning, if you could help me with the kids a little bit, like if you could make lunches or if you could, he does the girl's hair really well sometimes. And so like, if you could do the girl's hair or just take something off my plate would be yeah. super helpful. Um, and so obviously the go-to answer is have a conversation about it because that would be great in a perfect world. If we could just talk about everything and be in a Zen where we could all discuss these things, but in reality, that's not always the case. And so I, I have thrown a fit about it before. Um, <laughs> Me too. I have complained there. about it before. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I would definitely say, I mean, have a conversation about it. Um, and sometimes don't say anything, like just do it. Like, and um, yeah. you may not always like it. And so sometimes just doing it um, without, again, the recognition is more meaningful than doing it because you want something out of it. And so, um, just taking on those roles and doing the sacrificial things go a long way and they may not pay off quote unquote, right. That second, but right. maybe down the road, something will come of it. So, um, just really quick. What I, what I appreciate about what you said, as far as having a conversation, the way you described it is like, you bring it up in one, this in one situation and say, can you take this off my plate? Mm -hmm. Because some people will have a conversation like this and they'll say, you never do anything or I do this all the time and they make it a lot bigger. Yep. yep. Instead it should be, I need help with this one, with this one situation or with this one thing. But I think having a very specific conversation about one small change is the way to go about it rather than we need to change everything. Cause it, it's important to realize, is that, is that true or not? But anyway, sorry, Joey, you were saying. No, something. you're okay. No, I, I think, I think y'all are both right. We kind of touched on it on both of these is we, we have a humans, have this problem, but I think uh, American humans, maybe even more so, we have this thing of how we are willing and able to delude ourselves into thinking that, like you said, Dane, we, we give and give and give and we don't get in return. And we will look for the most negative thing we can find in order to justify our inaction or over justify our action to the point where, I mean, I just it wasn't that long ago, maybe a month or two ago. Um, I, I, physical touch is one of my love languages. It's just one of my things that I love. And I, and, and it goes back to my own insecurities and it goes back to a lot of different reasons why that's me. And I will sit there. And if I don't get, if, if I don't think that Aaron's like giving me a hug or touching me a little bit more or doing something that just says, Hey, I love you. Just like she walks by and get it. I will start running that, that story in my head 
over and over and over again to the point where I suddenly am the person who has been so victimized and so hurt. And we had a conversation, like she could tell I was frustrated about something and she asked me about it. And I said, I want to talk about it right now. I got to figure out how to say this to you. Well, and I made this huge thing, a film running in my head of how bad I had not been treated. And when I finally told her, I was so worked up by it. She thought that something was devastating and it, and it felt devastating to me, but because I ran that film in my head over and over again, and you know, what? <laughs> she didn't say it jokingly. I'm laughing because it's so ridiculous. When she finally said it out loud, she goes, why didn't you tell me? Mm-hmm. And honestly, yeah, I, I didn't say it, but I mean, she knew it because somewhere in my messed up, justified, um, diluted brain, I thought she should have known. Mm. What? Yeah. She should have known. I thought only women did that. No. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm a woman in a man's body. Are you kidding me? I'm an emotional wreck. I, I am like, I am so it, my insecurities play into that so much in that particular. And she said, I wish you would just told me, but somehow in my head, I thought she should have known read my mind, honey, read my mind. You know that, you know, that physical, but and she said, please. And we had this long conversation. We started talking about it and everything else. And she said, I need you to tell me because yeah, maybe I get distracted. Maybe I have all these other things going on and maybe I should be better at it. But she goes, but if you tell me, then I can put more action on it. And I had deluded itself myself. I had ran that film in my head to the point where I thought I shouldn't have to tell her. Yeah. But we get it in our heads that they're, they should know. So it's even worse that they don't even recognize that. Right. Right. But I think we do those things. I think everyone does those things often. Like y'all joked about like, Mm -hmm. Joey, you said you're a woman in a man's body. But I think that that's a pretty universal feeling, honestly. We make these assumptions like they should have already known. And it's like, well, no, like you can't make that assumption and put that on them and then be upset at them because they're not doing something that they didn't even know about. Right. But we do that a lot. And it's that those assumptions that kills marriages when people don't talk about it. It does. Well, and even then in my head, if I'm trying, if I'm saying I'm being sacrificial, then me playing that film in my head and with the expectations of her to do something is me, me ultimately trying to say, you need to be sacrificing, sacrifice more, sacrifice more. And if I, and and, and it's one of those ones, you can't make somebody sacrifice. It's a choice. They have to choose to give in that regard, but they don't know how to choose to give if we don't give them an idea of what that should look like and what's going to most fill us up. So that comes back to the last question we have here that I want to touch on is how do I tell my spouse what I need from them? Uh, I joked with you guys, I joked with you guys earlier um, before we started this, that um, early in my marriage, I uh, asked my wife, um, Hey, what can I do to be a better husband? What can I do to to help fill you up, to be life-giving for you? And she doesn't, I, I, that's before I realized she doesn't like to be put on the spot like that because she doesn't have time to process it and really think through it. And so um, she just blurted out the first thing came to her mind and she goes, put the dishes in the dishwasher. Like what? Like I was expecting some profound, something I can do. And she's like, no, you put, you, you rinse them out, you get all the food out and you, but you put them in the, di- in, in the sink. Why don't you put them in the dishwasher? It's right there beside the sink. I mean, that, that, that's a really great example, but it's, it's talking about those situations as they come. Yep. Because what happens a lot of times is people will wait until they have a list of things and they bring it all up and that's a disaster. So yeah, yeah. I mean, as they come, it's, a, it's that situation exactly where it's like, this is something that bothers me. I would appreciate it if you did this instead, rather right. than 
you never do this and you're the worst because of it. And that's, that's how people say these things. And it's, oh man, it, like when people say those things to each other, they're, they magnify a situation in their head and then throw it at the other person. Mm-hmm. Yep. I would even add that I think I'm being sacrificial by not saying anything. Yeah. So right. like, I hate this and I'm going to do it even though I hate it, but I'm not going to let him know because if I say that, then it's not really being sacrificial anymore in, in my mind. So right. that's kind of like the game that I play. I'm like, oh, I'm going to bite my tongue. I'm going to bite my tongue. This isn't that big of a deal. I'm going to bite my tongue until it explodes because I've held it in and it's driven me crazy. And I haven't mentioned it to him and he probably doesn't even know that I'm having an issue with it. And so I think in my mind, I need to reprogram that to where it's not, I'm not saying this out of being complaining and not wanting to be sacrificial. I want to do that. Like I want to do something for you um, selflessly but this will help me do that kind of instead of making it, Oh, I'm being sacrificial because I hate this on the inside and I'm going to explode. No, I'm being sacrificial because it's good for you. It's good for God and it's good for our relationship. And so I think reprogramming your thought process in that way is helpful. The goal is to not have resentment. Right. Right. And if, if you have resentment, that's when it's an issue, but if you can do something without resentment then continue to do that, but yeah. But if you're carrying that resentment, then you're doing it not sacrificial. You're doing it with an expectation of them to do something about it, but you haven't told them. Right. That's where resentment means. Yeah, resentment is you had an expectation that was mm-hmm. not met. Yes, yeah, the crazy cycle. It really is. It's that crazy cycle of expectations not being met. Well, while we're talking about communication, I just want to put this in there that um, we need to be praying big about these yep. things. So Absolutely. when you're feeling that kind of resentment or that you need help and you don't know how to communicate that with your spouse, Take it to the Lord first. I mean, he, I think he can help us so much more through those things than we imagine and work it, work it through with him first. Well, every time we do one of these, we always want to leave you with some kind of challenge, some kind of practical, something to take away with this. And so um, we have a couple here that we want to touch on. Gina, you just got one right off the bat. And if there's one that we want to leave it with, it's that right there more than anything else is talk to God about it. I mean, if, if marriage relationship, if the Bible all over the place, if marriage was made in order to reflect the relationship between God and humanity, if that's what our marriages are supposed to reflect, then talking to him about it is of the utmost importance. It is not talking about it with myself because we know how that plays out (laughs) talking to my spouse. We need to do, but if we aren't talking to God about it, then we're missing the point of why he put me and my spouse together in the first place. Uh, Two is find something, whatever it is, what, what is something that I can do that is sacrificial for my spouse? How can I love God through my spouse without an expectation of something in return? What is something that I can do that will help them, that will show them love, that will make them feel that, but it's not necessarily something they even have to know and see that I'm doing. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But if you're doing it to get something in return, it's not sacrificial. You have to feel a little bit of pain. I hate to say that, but you're giving up something in favor of giving something. So what is something that you can do? Maybe it's huge, but look for the small thing first. What's the small something The the fix a Keurig coffee cup in the mornings, empty the dishwasher, make the bed, um, while they're putting the kid down, you're putting the watch on the stand while, you know, what, what is, what is that small thing? Start there. But the one thing I want to leave you with is this, is that conversation for this challenge is this, tell your spouse what you need, tell them what you need. Don't go into the expectation. They have to fulfill all your needs, but tell them something that you need that they can give. 
because otherwise they may be trying to sacrifice and you have no clue because you're not being fulfilled. Tell them what it is you need. Well, Dane, you left something out of there, man. And we had the conversation. There's a, there's a way we're supposed to be having that conversation. You didn't remind me of what is it, Dane? I'm going to make you say it. That's right. Have that conversation naked. You got to fight naked. That's right. And even if you're not fighting naked, have the conversation naked. (laughs) (laughs) Just just communicate naked all the time. That's right. Communicate naked with your spouse all the time. Well, there's a sound bite for this right there. Um, <laughs> well, everybody, uh, whether you're watching this on Facebook or you're listening to it on your favorite platform uh, or you're on Instagram watching this, um, one, know that we are not uh, experts. We are people sharing our problems, our struggles ourselves, and we hope that this has some kind of meaning for you. So if you're hearing us talk about things to do, it's because we're striving to do them ourselves. And we pray that God uses this to shape you somehow. Um, because it's certainly shaping us, the four of us, as we talk about it. So that is our prayer for you, that uh, that God challenges you to speak into your marriage in a way that honors your spouse, uh, honors him through your spouse. So that is our blessing. That is our prayer for you. And, uh, and uh, as I said a few moments ago, no matter what, fight naked. <laughs> <laughs>